Blog Talk Radio.
Yes, good morning to you. We just heard from Jeff Major's Songs 23. God bless you again. You listen to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast, and we want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the worship. God bless you. With me, if I got Jesus on the inside, it doesn't matter where I go. I hear David say, Yeah, so I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Even there, I fear no evil because thou art with me. You're leading me with your word. You've got my bodyguards behind. Goodness is on one side. Mercy is on the other. Surely, 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 goodness and mercy follow me all of the days of my life. Yes, the songwriter says that goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. God bless you. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. Each week you can hear us right here on this radio station, and God bless you as we sit back and enjoy. If you need to reach us, our P.O. box is 9786 that's Baltimore, Maryland, 21284. Again, that's Fivefold Ministries, P.O. Box 9786, Baltimore, Maryland, 21284. Let us listen to John P. King and the Church Choir, and God bless you. Remember now that goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Amen. Release it. I've sown my seed, and I've given you glory. Say, I have declaratively praised you. So I wait, expecting my blessing right now. Applaud God in this room, everybody.
we can apply these three basic truths to our lives when we have been wrong. I don't know about you all, but I know this one. I have been wrong sometime in my life. I, I'm not a dent because everybody that says they're all for you is not the one that's for you. You've got to watch as well as pray because sometimes the closest ones to you is your enemy. I tell you, it's like Paul here. Paul has done all of this in the church of at Corinth, and, 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 and they knew Paul, but there was some uh, that was against him. And the same way about us, when we put our hands to the gospel plow and don't look back, and we are fit for God's kingdom, then we are persecuted on every side sometimes. People will try to knock us down, but when we get down, God will pick us back up. I I, I feel my help coming on now, my sisters and my brothers, because when our help comes down from above and picks us up, it gives us strength to be able to endure hardship, endure persecution, endure these things that man will throw at us time and time again. But here, let me let me move on just a little while, several, and let me take it down a little. Uh, we're gonna find here there's lessons, first self lessons. My first point, there's lessons to learn. And any time, church, that we are wrong, we can learn a lesson from the experience and stronger, and we can become more wiser. When Paul was wrong, he learned three rare lessons from his experience. And the first lesson that Paul learned from his experiment was, and we can learn from our experiment should be how to triumph over wrong. To triumph over wrong, our over wrong does not mean to overcome it or defeat it. Rather, it means to refuse to be overcome or defeated by the wrong done to us. We may not be able to control what others do, but we can control how we respond to wrong wrongdoings. This victory has both a human and a divine side. If we do our part, God will be faithful to do his part. Human endurance. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comfort, it is for your comfort, which produces in your patient endurance of the same suffering we suffer. You see, I got a story here that I heard a long time ago. Uh, 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 it's about uh, an old mule, thought to be of no further use. He was, a, he was put in a deep ditch. And shovelful after shovelful of dirt was to bury him. The old mule refused to be buried. He would strip the dirt off his back, pack it down with his feet, 
and, and generally, but surely, uh, fan higher and higher until after enough dirt had been thrown down on him, he simply stepped out of the ditch and galloped away. Isn't that all right, my sisters and brothers? You see that when man will put us down and the devil sometimes will throw dirt on us, but all we got to do is handle it at our feet and keep on handling it at our feet. And then we will gain our access to ability to be able to keep on keeping on. So this old mule, he shook it off. You see, so he shook it off. I tell you, all my sister and brother, we got to shake it off some of the stuff that people will put on us, that the devil will throw at us. We got to shake it off as the old mule. We got to shake it off as impacted on our feet. We gain access two women passing on our feet. I see it all right now. Now, you see, I tell you, Paul went through something. But I'm moving on just a little further. I don't know, Kevin, but I'm going to tell this story like it is. You see now, it's how to comfort others who are wronged. You see, our God is the one who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can cover those in any trouble. Yeah, you see, when the comfort we ourselves receive, it comes not from man. <laughs> it comes from God. God comforts us. So that means that we have the ability to comfort somebody else. So once we have endured suffering, and sorrow, we are better able to help others who are struggling hardship of life than we have endured. When we have endured, we then have the authority to be able to help somebody else that uh, is in hardship and has struggles. We shouldn't put them down. We should reach way down. We should pick them up. And when we pick them up, we should let them know that they are still God's children. And they are still classified as being somebody. You see, we cannot put them down because we have been through some struggles. We have been through some hardships. And so we know what hardships will bring. We know what struggles will bring. So we ought to know better and then to put somebody else down because we'd have been there where they are. We know how hard it was for us. So now we need to know, let them know that we are there for them. How now? How dependent are we on God? Now that's very important. How dependent are we on God? We were under great, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despise uh, uh, of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on just ourselves, but 
rely on God, who raised the dead, unstopped the deaf air, fixed the widow's hand. Even the lamb got up and walked. Even after Lazarus had been dead, for three long days, he called him out of the grave, and he came forth uh, alive. You see, the God that we depend on, he's so good to us. Anything that we ask in his name, if we are in his family, he would give it to us. God, tonight, whoever's out there tonight that is listening, don't depend just on man. Don't depend just on yourself. Always put your dependence on one that you can see, but on the one that you can hear. To you, the one that sets high and the one that looks low, put your dependence on him. We have no information about trouble experience that Paul went through, but he recognized that the experience had been beneficial. It had driven him back to God. It had proved him his dependence on God. See back what I'm talking about tonight. We go through some, we go through some hard times. And it will make us stronger. And it will make us wiser. And it will bring us, if we have stayed off for a little while, it will bring us back to the dependence on God. On God alone. Yeah, second point is attitude to display any time, church, that we are wrong. We must realize that the real injury is not the wrong itself, but the attitude it involves. Seldom does being wrong. It don't cripple us, but we can triple, cripple ourselves by having an unforgiving attitude toward those who have wronged us. Paul here paints the picture and the kind of attitude we must display whenever we suffer an injustice. We look at it, an attitude, first of all, of openness. Our conscience uh, testifies that we have conducted ourselves in the world, and especially in our relationship with you and God's sincerity. For we do not write anything we cannot read or understand. Second Corinthians 1, 12 to 13. Some claim that Paul in his letter did not quite mean what he said. Paul replied that there was no hidden meaning in his words. He had maintained an attitude of absolutely openness during this entire experiment. He had told nothing but the truth, being honest with all involved in the language of today. He had called an ace, an ace, and a spade when we had been wrong. We just need to tell the truth. We just need, church, to tell the truth when we have been wrong. We are not to be uh, uh, to the atheist. We are to be open 
An attitude of openness it, it is always the right attitude in trying time. An attitude, my sisters and my brothers, of openness is the right attitude in trying time. Now, as I move on just a little, so I'm going to tell you another attitude. An attitude of forgiveness. When Paul came to Corinth, Canada's the ringleader of the opposition, Paul's church visit had been pardoned by in force of one man. This man had also, the man had been disciplined. Some church members felt that it had not been so bad enough and wanted to impose a still greater punishment. It was then that Paul's greatness goes through uh, the greatest punishment. It, it shows through. Paul said that enough has been done. Does that sound familiar, church? It sounds familiar to us. We say it time and time again. When things begin to get so hard, but we say, I'm not going to stand for no more. I'm going to do something about it. And the only thing that we can do about it is hand over to the Lord. And he will wreck it out. He'll wreck it out for you. I know he'll wreck it out for you. Because long time ago, you see, God came and he wrecked it out. For the Hebrew boys, you see, when they were thrown in there, don't you know, Jesus came in, and he smothered those five, and, and it didn't cost them to even get a thought. You see, he rested out not only for the Hebrew boys. You remember the woman that had a each of blood, 12 long years. She had been to every part of doctor, and she couldn't find a but then Jesus was in town, and she came in, just pressed away, and touched his garlic, and she became whole. The best that right there, he rested up for her, and not only rested up for her. Don't you remember with 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 Daniel was thrown into the Lord's head? He 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 was in there alone with those laws, but. Jesus came in. God worked it out. He locked those large jobs. And David couldn't cause him any harm. In the same way, he worked it out for them. He will wreck it out for us. I know he will. Because one day, I was taken deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. But he worked it out for me. He came to my rescue. And he will wreck it out for you. He'll come to your rescue. All you got to do is hold on, my sisters and brothers. Everything will be all right. He wrecked it out for them, and he wrecked it out here for Paul. <coughs> As I move on, just a little something. Yeah, I'm going to tell you about another attitude. An attitude of innate eternity. There are two kinds of eternity. 
confused in turning is uh, we hope to gain something that we hope to gain by what I will say about us. Innate integrity is the, the, the chapter, character that is ours because of the persons we are. One is canopy. The other is genuine. One is a shown thing. The other is inherent. When we have been wrong, we should display the attitude of innate integrity. We don't have to answer every charge level at us. We don't have to answer every time that someone will act up and, and bring a charge against us. Size and character are answer enough. What the way that we live will speak for us, my sisters and my brothers. You know, we don't have to paint a sign. I don't have to paint a sign on my back saying preach anarchy. Uh, I don't have to do that because the life that I live, it will speak for me. And somebody will see Christ in me. And that's all I have to do. I don't have to answer every charge against me. All I got to do is live a life of Christ Jesus, and everything will be all right. Isn't that all right tonight? That's all you have to do, my sisters and brothers. You don't have to walk around with your head hung down. You don't have to answer those charges. Sometimes all we got to do is live a life that speaks for us in the name of Jesus. My third point, and I'm almost finished here. I'm going to get through this. I know I am because I have time enough. My third point tonight is you find that in Second Corinthians, uh, the fourth chapter in the first verse. Here we find that Paul says, Therefore, since God, through God's mercy, we have this ministry. We do not lose heart. Isn't that all right? Paul says we shouldn't lose heart. In essence, Paul was said, in spite of the terrible wrong that has been done to me, I will not be discouraged. I will not quit. I have a ministry to fulfill. Lord, have mercy tonight. Sometimes, you know, sometimes people might feel like giving up. But if we got a choice that God has gave us this choice, in spite of all, we can give up. We got to keep on keeping on. We got to press on to that high mark of that calling of Christ Jesus. We got to rely on our God because God says a sign to do this. God has gave us, my sisters and brothers, all ministers, all pastors, all teachers, all everyone that's carrying God's word. He has gave us a charge. And he says that if you, if I have gave you this charge, he says, any man has put his hand to the gospel power and look back, he's not fit for my kingdom. You've got to press on, fight on, fight on what people say about you. Press on, fight on what people might do to you. Press on, fight on what people will throw at you. Press on, and then when God, 
when you press on and press on, then at the end, you will come to the finishing line. And at that finishing line, God's going to say, well done, your good and perfect service. I made you ruler of a few things down here, but now, come on, up to glory. I will make you ruler over better. God is telling us, my sisters and brothers, press on, fight on. Press on, fight on. Press on. Press, press. Don't you know that if those that live in waste, if they live it for exercise, if they live to build muscles, if they don't keep on pressing, they're going to lose what they got. So that's why we've got to keep on pressing to keep from losing what we got. I'm going to press. I'm going to press. And I know that I'm going to press. I'm getting stronger every day. Every round gets higher and higher. My muscles will build. My arms will build. My mind will build. My heart will feel God because of the steadfast on him. we got to press on if we doing what God wants us to do. That's how Paul says. Too many people give up. When they're wrong, Paul had been easily discouraged. He would have quit ministering long before he reached Corinth. We cannot allow the circumstances and ill will of others to distract, distract us from our calling. We have ministries to fulfill. And the more quickly we begin to fulfill our ministries, the more quickly we will recover from the wrong done to us. You see, that I'm going to uh, uh, rely on here is the ministry of proclaiming Jesus Christ. You find that in Second Corinthians 5 and 7 to 11 verses. Then the second one, the ministry of separating ourselves from the world. You see, what I'm talking about here is that we are in the world, but we are not of the world if we are true ministers, true pastors, true uh, uh, apostles, true uh, uh, prophets, whatever we might be in our gifts that God has gave us on. We've got to separate ourselves from the world, even when we are wrong, by professing preaching, we have ministry to fulfill. We will not allow to give up our faith and return to the world. We are called to separate ourselves from the world. And here, as I move on, that ministry of dedication out, even if we have been wronged by others in the church, we are still called to dedicate our possession to God. We have an obligation, not to men, but to God. Yeah, our Christian stewardship is not unto people, to God. The ministry of celebrating our suffering. Paul said, therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness. 
so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weakness, uh, in my result, in insult, in my hardship, in my persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Power man, if it is God's will that this suffering stay with me, I will turn my suffering into celebration. It will become a ministry of celebration because my suffering is a living demonstration of Christ's power to sustain to me. I will continue on in a servant God. Yeah, church, can't give up. You got to keep on. When we have been wrong, when we have been wrong, we have uh, the first lesson to learn is to learn the second attitude to display and the third ministry to fulfill. Whatever wrong we may have faced, we can say what Paul said. Thank to God, who always leads us as captives in Christian triumph and possession. Can always, we should always say, thank you, Lord, when we are done wrong. Here we find that I know that when wrongness comes, salvation will come if we would just hold on to God's unchanging hands, knowing that God made a way, missed a way out of no way. God opened doors that no man can close. God stopped things that man will try to throw at us. God will remove something blocks out of our way. My sisters and my brothers, and the ones that's out there tonight, that listen at God speak to this servant of his. Well, I want to tell you this, just hold on. To God's unchanging hand, he will make everything all right. I tell you, long time ago, when I was down in the violent pit, couldn't find my way, God reached way down, picked me up and turned me around. Tried my, 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 my day, he turned my day, he, he put glory in my feet. God made a way for me. He opened up the door for me. He opened up a highway for me. God gave me victory over the things that I had doing. God allowed him to be able to vanish for me. He would do the same for you. If you don't know him, all you got to do is just hold on. It's just ask him for forgiveness of your sins. And there at his feet, and he will the wise cast you aside. My sisters and my brothers, if you don't know him, all you got to do is confess him with your mouth and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, and you shall be saved. I tell you, my sisters, you got to be able uh, to enter into uh, uh, that new heaven uh, and 
to raise hand tonight to to just fight you to come and feast from his table. And the way all you got to do is is open up your mouth. You got to believe. First of all, believe in Jesus. Believe that he was raised from the dead. Once you confess him. And then he said, I will save you. You see, he will save you. I can't save you. Only thing I can do is I can talk to you. I can tell you about him. But I can't save you. You got to have a made up mind. You got to have a mind of your own. Because if you come, you got to come on your own. I can't push you. I can't drag you. I can't do that at all things. But all I can do is continue on, stir up your heart about how good he is. He is so good to us. He said us, to us, did we all to ourselves sometimes. Is there one tonight? Is there one out there that don't know him? Is there one that Jesus Yes, God bless you, God bless you. You have been listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. Truly, we were blessed to listen to Reverend Leroy Wright. You can hear him each Wednesday. He comes on in um, on our station for Victory Temple. Again, that's for Victory Temple with Pastor Annie Gaskin. You just heard from Reverend Leroy Wright that only Jesus can save you, but you have to come to him. God bless you as you sit back and listen to uh, the music now that the music belongs to the artists. We are here to glorify those sounds and to encourage you to buy those CDs. Again, this is our disclaimer that the artists own rights to their music, and we are here to promote those sounds and encourage you to buy those CDs. If you would like to uh, get in touch with us, our email is fivefoldministries, inc. at verizon.net. That's f-f-m-w dot i-n-c, verizon.net. Our phone number is 410-661-4103. Again, that's 410-661-4103. You can hear us all through the week as well as the weekend. We are so privileged to have different speakers. Uh, We have Apostle Alexander Lockamy. We have Reverend Leroy Rice, Dr. Minister Grave, Reverend Lucas. We have so many who have joined in to rightly divide the word of truth and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want you to enjoy, we want you to just sit back, and we want you to enjoy the worship and the preach word of God. God bless you again. You have been listening to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast, and I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer, and let us continue to go in. Amen, amen, and we will be listening to Kevin Downs where truly we don't want anyone else to carry us but the Lord. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, the songwriter says that when I come to the end of myself, Father, carry me. You know, it's only through God's grace that he can carry us and truly that we are blessed. When we have accepted Christ, death, burial, and resurrection, that we have the victory. You don't want man to carry you. You don't want to depend on friends, not even the advice of others. But you want God himself, that his grace and mercy is sufficient for thee. Yes, we love the Lord. And if God can't do it, it can't be done. Let us listen to Joe Douglas in the spirit of praise. And God bless you. Amen. How many are just thankful for grace? I don't know about you, but I've been through some stuff that I can't even expose. God has squeezed me and pressured me. But at the end of the day, I thank him for grace. I thank him for sharing my life. If it had not been for God, I don't know where I would be. Do I have some witnesses in the building that are just thankful for grace?
like God's grace, the songwriter says, that it's God's grace that restore us. It is God's grace that renew us. It is God's grace that keep us. There is nobody like our God. Truly, we love the Lord, and if it wasn't for the death, burial, or resurrection, where would we be? Let us listen to Romanda Curtis at this time. God bless you. And remember, if God can't do it, it cannot be done. Amen. like God and his glory. Truly, we are so blessed that we are in the land of the living, and we are under the promises and the favor of God. We love the Lord, and we thank God for his Holy Spirit. And truly, as we wait on God, as we believe God, as we trust God, we know that all power 
is in his hand. That if God can't do it, it just can't be done. Isn't it nice when you can just sit back and wait on your Lord and know that you're going to have the victory, you have confidence, you have trust, you have peace that surpasses all understanding that your God is able. You know, God has taken us from a mighty long way. You know, he's been that doctor in the sick room when we needed to call out on God, when we touched the hem of his garment, and truly he was there to comfort us. He's been that lawyer in the courtroom. You know, we run up sometime against things, but God is a fair God, that God is an awesome God, that God is a loving God. When you turn it over to him and when you pray to him and you can wait on him, how? By trusting him, by trusting his word, by believing in what he has said that you have the victory. It's nothing like salvation, beloved. We want to encourage you that as you sit back and sup and as you pray, as you reach out and praise God to reverence him, to glorify him, and guess what? And to wait on him. You shall be delivered. You shall be healed. You shall be saved and set free. And above all, you shall be loved by him. Amen. We forget to give God time to respond. We have declared some things in this room. I want you to raise your hands. And with the fruit of your lips, let's just worship the Lord now. He's about to respond to your declaration. He's about to respond to your word.
Yes, Song 27 says that we have to wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Yes, we do. We have to trust God with all our heart, with all our might, and with all our being. You know why? Because when you trust God, there is an overflow of blessings that God can do anything but fail. You know, I heard this beautiful song, See Now the Things, that there is an overflow. And I thought about the time when I went to Africa. Truly, there was an overflow of the Holy Spirit, miraculous signs and wonders, the worship, the praise. It was just so beautiful that we can just glorify God and receive the release of God's presence. God bless you, and let us just enjoy that there is an overflow. Amen. Amen.
Yes, when you walk in abundance, there is an overflow of blessings. If you can believe it, you can receive it. When you know that God has all power and all might, that he is Lord all by himself. God bless you again. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. Each week we come on the same radio station as well as on the weekends. We want to encourage you to sit back and relax and to enjoy the worship. When you can go into the inner courts of praising God, of worshiping God, giving him the glory, then you go behind the veil. And when you are in that uh, position of being behind the veil, it is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You know, on the day of Pentecost that they were all on one accord and that God blessed them and his presence overshadowed them and they could feel his glory. This is what you should do each and every day, that when you wake up, when you move about your day, when you fellowship with others, that you should walk in love and anticipation of receiving the glory and the presence of his Holy Spirit. Let us listen to Nathaniel Basie, and God bless you. I love listening to Chandler Moore and Nathaniel Basie's because truly they know that their God is an awesome God. Amen. Amen.
about the times that I was in my mother's kitchen and I would get so discouraged and she would say to me, a change is going to come that you have to believe it. When you open up your heart and your soul, when you trust God and ask him to come in and to sup with you, truly you can feel his presence. You would know that he is real and there is a peace that surpasses all understanding. God bless you again. Open up your heart today, your mind, and your soul, as Yolanda Adams says, that we invite, evoke, and we uh, petition God as we touch the hem of his garment to overshadow us so that his virtue can come out and cover us and we can go into worship. Amen. Amen.
up your heart, God will come in. Truly, you have to just believe it, that God can do anything but fail, and we love the Lord. You know, when you open up that heart and you turn it over to God, you can feel the anticipation of joy that is working. It works when you are a new creature in Christ, when you can say loving and kind words out of your mouth when you can exalt, edify, and encourage each other, and above all, treat others the way that you want to be treated. You are special in God, and his creation is special. You know, the Bible said, pray for those that despitefully use you or misuse you, because you know why you have to open up your heart. When you open up your heart, you can see the good and not the bad. Then you know that it is working. Amen. Amen.
it is working. And it says that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. Truly, I hope you have been blessed listening to the Fivefold Ministry. We want to encourage you to listen to us on the radio as well as watch us on TV. And God bless you. Come in so we can sit down and fellowship and just show show love to one another. And remember, if God can't do it, it can't be done. Remember now, hold your head up. Remember the Sabbath, keep it holy. Each and every day should be a day of worship, of celebration, and to show God that this is your holy day of Sabbath, that you are in the land of the living, and you are so grateful. God bless you again, and be blessed. Amen. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.